Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my beautiful, gorgeous, intelligent, Davy Crockett-loving wife, Michelle. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say wine-loving wife. Well, we went over that already, and actually most people know that, but they don't know that this is your life, Davy Crockett as I well. I do. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie, and hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, November 3rd, 2019. We're in November. We're getting closer wow. to the end of the year. Holiday season's coming up. So much excitement. We just can't wait. So much is happening right now and until uh, the end of the year. It's like crazy and our schedule is crazy and it wow. It just keeps getting more and more filled up and I something know. pops up every single week it seems like. But we're so glad to have you with us today. Uh, in the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... You know, why don't you just take a little moment and sign up for the newsletter? I mean, what do you got to lose? Sign up for the newsletter. We'll have some fun with you. Get some information out to you. Right. And we 100% promise we are not sharing our list with anybody. It's just for us to have a way to, to communicate back with you outside of the podcast. Right. We're looking to make money from this podcast at some point. However, it's not going to ever be by selling your information to anyone <laughs> no. out there. So don't worry about that. That's that one thing we will promise to you that we will never do. Uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Sound, all sorts of places. Uh, but the best other place to find us is also on social media. We love reaching out to all our Hyperion adventures and all our friends and family out on social media. And you can find us there on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And of course, you can always email us for any reason at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. And we love interacting with you all. We love hearing from you. It's a great, especially on Twitter, we have a great Twitter family out there. And, you know, we do hope if you aren't following us yet, you start to and reach out to us. We love hearing from you. Yeah, we love, we have a lot of stuff that's coming, be coming up here and I'll be getting to some of it in just a moment. That's going to be very interactive through social media, through the website. And we want you all to be involved with that. So the, you know, the best place to find that is either, like I said, through the website, through the newsletter, especially, but also on social media, because we'll be putting it all out there as well. Right. And this week is interesting because it's not the topic we had announced. Yes, we'll get to that in just a moment because, uh, yeah, we had to make a, uh, you know, we're just when we thought we were going right, we had to make a quick turn left uh, this week on our topic. And we'll discuss that in a second. But we have lots of other stuff for you today, including uh, dates for a couple of great friends favorite uh, guest favorite events that are coming to the Disneyland Resort. Uh, Run Disney announces the dates for its 2020-2021 schedule and the most successful franchise in history belongs to Disney. But what franchise might that be? Hmm. It might surprise you and we'll tell you what Disney property that is coming up later. But first, we need to get to a couple other things. To start off, we had another giveaway this week as we've been doing every week for the past couple weeks. Uh, this week, we were giving away this another one of these great water bottles based on the Nightmare Before Christmas. And we have a winner of this Yay! week's contest. Michelle, tell the people who it is. Taylor. From San Jose. San Jose, that's right. We sang the song a little yeah. bit <laughs> when we <laughs> did the drawing. <laughs> uh, yes, Taylor, thank you very much Yay. for entering. We had several entrants into this. And Taylor, you have won our 
Nightmare Before Christmas water bottle. We will be in touch with you to get your address so we can send it right to you so you can transition from what was just Halloween into Christmas. Right. We have one more left that we may do at Christmas time, or maybe we'll keep it. Ooh, it's a great water bottle. <laughs> I I've know. Been, I've been arguing about keeping it, but uh, we'll see about that. However, uh, we are moving into the holiday season. We are moving into the colder season, or maybe the frozen season so our giveaway this week is going to be this great poster that we received from the walt disney studios uh panel at the d23 expo 2019 we had this great textured it's like 27 by 18 and a half poster yeah, it's, it's really, really nice. beautiful and that's going to be our giveaway for this week right and that's going to be Really special for anybody who wins that because it's not something that you can out, go out and buy, but it's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Features Anna and Elsa, and uh, it's tough for me to get rid of because, you know, as we all know, hashtag real men <laughs> love Frozen. Uh, but it's going to be, the, it's a really great poster. We think you're going to love it. Uh, Michelle, tell people how they can win this great prize. Great. The, well, we have a drawing each week. There's a couple ways that you can have entries. So one of them is if you give us a review uh, and that'll enter you into it. Or if you answer our three-question trivia contest. And so speaking of that, we're going to announce the code word first time today. Is it frozen? No, honey. <sighs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag real men love frozen. I know. I think that hashtag real men really is hashtag Tom loves frozen. It probably could be, really. <laughs> I, and I want to pretend like I'm a real man. So. <laughs> You are, but <laughs> anyways, the code word for this week is Alamo. Alamo. Today's code word is Alamo. Perfect. Love it. Yeah. And that will tie into our main topic, right? which we're just about to get to. So yes, if you sign up for the newsletter, we will give you the questions right there. All you need to do is listen to the episode and find the answers to the questions and either uh, direct message us back or email them to us and that will enter you. And as Michelle said, if you give us a review or if you've already given us a review at some point, just let us know you want to be entered and we will put you in and that will either give you a, a an easy entry that way or a second entry which right. I, actually taylor who right. won they had yeah. a second entry yeah. because yeah. of that so right. that gave her an ad advantage uh to getting involved so uh we also have one other thing going on just starting this week i put out uh, a tweet and actually I, I put it out on all social media earlier this week that we're starting uh this month and that is we are leading into what is going to be the inaugural class of the hyperion adventures disney hall of fame and what we're doing is we're reaching out for nominees for different categories uh, once we get the nominees put together we are going to then uh, put out a ballot for you all to vote right. on because we want you to take part in this and so uh, for this week what our nomin our, our, our category is going to be for nominations is uh, Walt Disney or Pixar animated feature what's your favorite we'd love for you to send us your five favorites and then those will be compiled along with everybody else's and the people the uh, films that get the most votes will be putting on the ballot in December. Very cool. Can't wait. Yeah, so um, we will be putting that out. Uh, obviously, it's here in the episode. We'll be putting it out socially all week long as well, and of course on the newsletter. So uh, be on the lookout for that, and we'd love to take part. We've already had some in people uh, giving us their input already, and we appreciate all you that have already done that. Right, and we're going to really appreciate it when we send out the ballots for you all to vote too and be a part of this. Mm -hmm. We may have also a, a giveaway for that balloting, like one person who 
enters in their ballot, we'll have something special, maybe a prize pack of some sort Ooh, for you. So we idea. will uh, we'll keep you informed on that. We don't know exactly what it'll be yet, but we're kind of throwing these things together and we'll have it ready to go when we hit December. Uh, so now let's get to our main topic of the week. And yes, originally we were planning on a completely different topic. If you listened to last week's episode, and we hope you did, uh, we were going we were discussing how we were going to start talking about Disney Plus because that's coming up very soon. Right, we're in single digits now. Right. <laughs> wow, it's incredible. It's going to be here before you know it. Uh, however... Uh, we've been trying to uh, 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 get coordinate this, our schedule. Yes, uh, to get this interview, this really special interview that we're going to have for you today. We've been working on it for over a month, and it's been kind of like yes, no, yes, no. Eventually, it was going to happen, and suddenly it fell into our laps this week, and so we had to put all our plans on hold because this is a really special interview, and we're looking forward to to bringing it to you. And then we will move the Disney Plus episode to next week, so um, you, you can look forward to that as well. Even as we're more of a countdown towards. Uh, Disney Plus coming out. Right. And as we said last week, even if you're not a a fan of wine, this episode has more than just wine chat. Right. So we're already breaking the rules again when we're changing topics, but also we said last week, you know, we're not going to do this wine thing every single week. (laughs) And we're not. However, we are going to do it back to back weeks. That's because our special guest is coming to us from Fess Parker winery and vineyard we are about to bring this person on he is the son of fess parker who you may know best as a disney legend for many things including being uh davy crockett and daniel boone and before we get our bring our guest in uh, michelle has a few facts about fess parker in case you you don't really know a lot about him uh to kind of let you know how he's so entrenched within disney right Well, actually, it's interesting because Fess Parker originally wasn't kind of on the realm or the thought process of Walt Disney to have on for some of the things like Davy Crockett. Um, But it was after watching a movie that Fess Parker was in that he decided, hey, this would be a great person to bring on. And that kind of started a long time uh, inclusion of Fess Parker into the Disney family, mm-hmm. you know, and so they did a lot of movies. They had the hour-long movie series called Davy Crockett, and they all had like a, a, a subtitle to that. And you know, on the uh, Wonderful World of Disney, uh, he was at the opening of Disneyland, dressed up as as. Davy Crockett. And I think a lot of people really associate coonskin hats Mm -hmm. with Fess Parker. And I remember my older brother having a coonskin cap when he was little. And so, you know, there's just a lot of familiarity to that with me personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I grew up being a big fan of the Davy Crockett series and Daniel Boone and Fess Parker's great. He was also in great things like he was actually one of the main characters uh, with an old yeller as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just a, a, a great history within Disney. He is a Disney legend. And uh, he went on from Hollywood to create this wonderful vineyard that we've grown to love. Right. Uh, a little bit more about the man. You know, one of the things that when you research Fess Parker, everybody says the same thing. He was quite a gentleman. He was quite a warm welcoming kind of individual, um, even though he ended up in Hollywood and became an overnight success of a star, it really didn't go to his head. And he really maintained that 
family is the priority. And in fact, um, he and his wife had celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary um, prior to his passing. I mean, so he he was a family man, even though he was very much entrenched in being in the limelight. I actually found a quote from Peter Doctor, who was mm. the Oscar-winning director of Disney Pixar films. Yeah, now the head of Pixar Studios, right. as a matter of fact, yeah. And this is his quote, meeting him, meaning Fess Barker, meeting him was a, a real high point, and I don't think I ever met anyone that better fit the world gentleman. He was patient and kind, both with me and all my questions about his career and collaborators, as well as with our young kids who had been obsessively watching the Davy Crockett DVDs for months prior. Though I'm sure he was a busy man, he spent the entire afternoon showing me and my family around his winery, treating us to lunch and talking about his life. It was a day I'll never forget. Oh, that's so nice. I know. And, yeah. you know, I, and I believe it. Right. And and like I said, um, whether you read like um, Dave Smith, who was for years uh, involved in the Disney archives sure. and his his recollection and, and description of meeting Fess Parker, same kind of of. Uh, sentiment there that he was just a warm, welcoming person. Um, he, there was even a story where uh, Fess Parker one time, you know, ended up going into the gift shop at his winery, and there was a bunch of people there that recognized him and how he was just very gracious and patient, and shook everybody's hand, thanked them for being fans of his. Um, you know, it just whether you're hearing about him as being humble or being a family man, it just, it was something that you heard over and over, even from film critics, et cetera. So it seemed very like, very much like he was genuine, what you would see on in the movies mm -hmm. of somebody being very warm, welcoming and family oriented. Yeah, he, there's no question about it. That's what uh, all these shown through with with Fess Parker. And uh, we just, you know, uh, loved him since we were kids. And, you know, I mean, it even shows that uh, it was last year when they did the uh, that's from Disneyland auction right. and display out up way up at L.A. I think it was near Thousand Oaks or whatever it may be. It was a long way away we had to drive up there a long way to get it and we went out there just to check out all the stuff and when we got there we stumbled across this great framed uh it was an art piece of art it was it was a sketch of uh, of fest addressed as davy crockett and he was signing autographs for kids you know one of them had a coonskin cap on right. and then there's mickey and minnie and donald in the, the picture as well looking at him fondly right. and then it was autographed by fest parker uh and with davy crockett right. underneath they were like we we have to have this we, yes. we have it now and we have it displayed prominently in our hall is like when you walk up our hall right. the first thing you see is this great picture that we love very much and we love um, Fest Park and we love Davy Crockett. Exactly. It's amazing. And, you know, uh, for anybody who used to watch like Vault Disney and stuff, you could see some of the old things. Um, as uh, Peter Doctor mentioned, uh, DVDs were, you know, out there with all the, the Davy Crockett series. So there are ways that people can get to watch. Um, not quite sure if it's going to be on Disney mm. Plus or Disney Plus right away. Um, I've read... I, I, I know some of the films are yeah. going to be. so I've read different things. Yeah. So I'm not I, I've seen sure. them. I, when I was going through, they did a long thread uh, oh, a couple yeah. weeks uh -huh. back and I was just going through them and I noticed that at least a couple of the Davy Crockett uh, 
films were going to be in there. So right. that's going to be exciting to to check out if you haven't ever watched them. That's they're a lot of fun, and you know, and and you know, Davy Crockett is is a real person. You right. know, I mean, he really right. existed, and so that's kind of a uh, obviously it's based on you know the life of, but it still is, is you know wonderful stories that uh, we you know and legends that uh, they uh, you know explored. And uh, Fess Parker was you know there's this great actor playing this role. Yeah, and. Uh, so we came up with our three top films mm-hmm. with Fess Parker that re- Disney films. There are a lot of other great mm-hmm. films that were not necessarily Disney films that Fess Parker starred in. Um, number three was Davy Crockett Goes to Congress, which was one of the mm-hmm. uh, series, the one hour series of Davy Crockett and followed right. By, uh, then number two is Davy Crockett at the Alamo, which was an interesting one because we know what happens at the end of the Mm -hmm. Alamo. And I think how they did that, that film was a great tribute, you Mm -hmm. know, and then, and of course the number one would be old yeller. Mm. Um, you know, that's one that, you know, if you don't cry in that one, no, I don't, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're an evil person. If that doesn't affect you every time you watch it. So, so but, uh, and one fun fact is that actually he had a very small part in the movie back to the future. Really? So, well, the way he got into it was um, Fess Parker's version of the Ballad of Davy Crockett played on the jukebox mm. when Marty McFly first entered mm-hmm. Lou's Cafe. So, and in fact, that Ballad of Davy Crockett uh, was in the hit parade for 16 weeks. So, wow. Did really well. It's a yeah. great song. <laughs> it's it a is fun a fun song, I should say. <laughs> it's a song. It's a song. Uh, it's fun to sing. It can get in couple, your head. <laughs> there's a couple verses that are great. Um, if you go into it, what are there, 21 or 22 verses? I right, mean, they're yeah. all like, whoa, wow, wow. <laughs> Did Disney okay this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think some were ever included with Disney no. ever. <laughs> but, anyways, we're, we're really thrilled to be able to actually meet our guests that we're going to have on um, at a wine tasting. And we cannot say enough about Fess Parker, his history. Um, it's no wonder why he became a Disney legend in 1991. Uh, him as a family person, and we're thrilled to be able to have his son actually join us. Yeah. So let's get right to our guest. Well, let's get to our guest now after we've discussed Fest for so long, but I think, you know, who could be a better source of uh, talking about Fest Parker than this person. So, you know, we were lucky enough actually to meet our guest actually back in 2015, February of 2015. Uh, if you can believe it, we wow. were out at the Alfresco tasting terrace at right. Disney California Adventure Park. They had a wine tasting, a four core wine tasting with Fest Parker Winery and Vineyards. And we were blessed enough to, to go out there and do that. And we liked it so much, we did it a second That's time, right. didn't we? <laughs> we sure did. And then we signed up for the barbecue. <laughs> right. We signed up for the wine club, uh, went out to the release day barbecue. It was a whirlwind trip. Boy, that's how we fell in love with Fest Parker Winery. And we are honored right now to have joined us the co-owner and proprietor of Fest Parker Winery and Vineyards. He's an accomplished winemaker himself, and of course, he's the son of the great Disney legend, Fest Parker. We're thrilled to have Eli Parker join us. Eli, it's Tom and Michelle. Thanks for joining us on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Hey, it's a pleasure to, to join you this afternoon. Thanks for, thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. So one of the things when, you know, we've been talking about the legacy your father had with the Walt Disney Company, but can you tell our listeners how your father went from Hollywood to vineyard owner? Well, you know, uh, some people think that's, you know, kind of a stretch, but actually for uh, my sister and I, it seemed like a real logical sort of happening. Uh, My dad grew up in West Texas in uh, kind of a farming and ranching family and loved being outdoors, loved dirt, nothing more than dirt. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, I, I think, you know, going back to the early 70s, he had a cattle ranch up in Santa Maria that my sister and I would, you know, we'd head up there on the weekends with him to uh, gather cattle. And uh, he just, you know, he really liked that farming and ranching lifestyle. And so when the opp- opportunity presented itself after, uh, you know, he kind of got to a place where, he was, I guess you would say, semi-retired. He started looking around for um, an opportunity to, to fulfill a kind of a passion that he had for a long time. My parents started looking at planting grapes back in the 70s and um, never quite got it uh, got it together. But uh, finally, in the late 80s, they just took the plunge, and that was that. And now you're on your 30th anniversary of the Fest Parker Winery and Vineyards. Congratulations on that. And it's yeah. really become a, a true family affair. I mean, really, uh, it's multi-generational. A lot of the family members are involved in the winery and in different uh, areas of it, right? Absolutely. My... Uh my sister and her husband, Tim, uh, are, you know, out there every day um, working in the valley at the winery. Tim is the president of the winery and, and oversees the, you know, the whole operation. Uh, my nephew and niece are involved. My daughter is involved on the hospitality side, Amanda. And my oldest daughter raises uh, Wagyu beef out on the ranch. So we've got, you know, we've got quite an interesting program going on out there. I was just noticing we got an email because since we are wine club members of, about, and I didn't know about the Fest Parker Ranch beef before. Right. And I was like, wow, that looks great. We may have to place an order in, you know, a little Fest Parker wine, a little Fest Parker Wagyu beef. That sounds like a really nice evening to me. I don't know about you, Eli. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, it's very tasty and Katie and her husband, Rocky, have been working at this uh, beef business for uh, four or five years, and they have an amazing herd of Wagyu beef all certified, and um, the, the, the beef is amazing. Very, very delicious. So Now, I saw, as I was doing some studying up for this interview, getting prepared, I saw a little clip of an interview with your sister, Ashley, and she alluded to something that I had never heard before, and actually I was wondering if there's any truth to it. She said that your father, Fess, actually... What kind of had to purchase the the ranch or was looking for land because their house fell off a cliff? Is that true? <laughs> That's absolutely true. They uh, they bought this beautiful piece of property right on the on the coast, right on a bluff in Santa Barbara, and set out to uh, remodel it. And literally a week and a half before they were uh, due to move in, I think it was 1987. We had some just you know, uh, epic rains and, uh, a a large sort of fissure opened up in front of the house, uh, on the inland side of the house that was cause for concern. And, um, by the, uh, I apologize. I've got, I don't know if you can hear that, but I have my ring alert. That's kind of going off on my phone (laughs) while I'm talking to you. Apologies. Not a problem. Uh, Anyway, uh, the, uh, the house, literally within 24 hours or 48 hours slid off the slid off the bluff wow. and uh, they were homeless 
Oh my so, goodness! Wow. What a what a tragedy! Crazy story. Yeah, yeah, what a tragedy! But what developed is such a, a wonderful, you know, treat to everybody else and to the family since you you were all taking part in this in this great vineyard and now going on thirty years. You know, so you know from something horrific it came something really spectacular. Absolutely. So you know, I mean, we obviously having had the you know, the great opportunity to meet you, meet other members of your family, actually go to the winery. Um, but could you describe, like, what can people expect when they come to your winery? I mean, we know that there's some wonderful tastings and people can look online to see that. But but how would you describe, you know, for our visitors, what can be expected when they come out to the ranch? Sure. Well, you know, first, it's a beautiful setting. Uh, we're out on Fox and Canyon Road, about five miles from Los Olivos. Uh, it's a, you know, very picturesque, um, warm in the summer, cool in the winter, friendly, friendly folks. I, I really, uh, I'm so proud of the fact that our tasting room staff, I think they're probably some of the best educated, if not the best educated, um, right. folks, you know, behind the tasting bar, bar none. Um, the winemaking team is doing a fantastic job with the wines, but it's just, it's relaxing. It's, you kind of go at your own pace. Uh, if you want to, you know, sort of the traditional uh, wine tasting uh, where you just kind of have fun at the bar, we offer that. If you want something that's a little bit more in-depth, if you want a seated tasting with a, a wine host to come and pour the wines for you and kind of talk a little bit more in-depth about what we're doing in San Inez, um, you know, we're happy to do that as well. So we really have kind of a, a little something tailored for everybody, just depends on what you want to do. And I think for those of you who may know Fest Parker Winery, uh, they're probably best known, I would imagine, for their Pinot Noirs, as most of the Santa Barbara and the Santa Inez Valley is. However, they have a wide variety of varietals, as a matter of fact. Uh, right in here in front of us, we have the uh, what's uh, remaining from our, our summer wine club release, and we have a Syrah here from Santa Barbara Valley. Uh, we do have a Pinot Noir. We do have a, a Viognier, uh, which is really interesting. And we also have uh, what we're sipping right now, as a matter of fact, is uh, Marcella's white wine. And that's uh, that was in honor of your mother, who unfortunately uh, left us earlier this year. But uh, uh, what what another great uh, tradition for your family as well. Absolutely. You know, um, it was an amazing experience to work with both of my parents, uh, Ashley and I. Um, you know, it was not always easy. There were times where obviously we didn't see things necessarily eye to eye, but you know, you'd always just sort of uh, push through those times and figure out how to make it work. And um, you know, miss both of them. My my dad. It's hard to believe he's been gone nearly ten years wow. now, and uh, it was really a sort of a, a heart wrenching. You know, mm-hmm. mom. I, she lived a great life, and but. Both of them are sorely missed, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, cheers to them for uh, doing such, raising such a great family atmosphere and such, you know, a wonderful winery and such a great legacy. And uh, we really, uh, you should be very proud of them. And I'm, I'm sure they are extremely proud of you for, uh, for all your whole family has done. Um, so moving back to more of the winery. Uh, so what would you say out there sets Fest Parker Winery, apart from maybe some of the other wineries in the Santa Barbara area, or uh, many of the, the California wineries, for that matter. Well, I, you know, I think um, first and foremost, you can't make great quality wine without great quality fruit, mm-hmm. and so I think our vineyard sourcing is 
you know, second to none, uh, and frankly has just been getting better over the, the last few years. Blair is doing a, a fantastic job. Um, Blair's our winemaker, Blair Fox, mm-hmm. uh, is doing a great job of uh, uh, securing new vineyard sites for our Pinot Noir program and Chardonnay. Um, the winemaking talent that we have and the amazing crew and the cellar. Um, I mean, a lot of these guys have been with us for 20 plus years. And uh, so, you know, it's like anything else. You, it takes a while to figure out how to really, you know, harness and synthesize all of the sort of the bits and pieces that need to come together harmoniously to make a great bottle of wine. And, um, you know, it's, uh, like I said, it, it takes a bit, but We've been at it for 30 years, so we're starting to finally figure it out a little. That's <laughs> <laughs> for sure. We've met Blair. Blair is great uh, yeah. and an excellent winemaker. As a matter of fact, he's been named a winemaker of the year in the past, but he's not the only one at the Fest Parker Winery who's been named winemaker of the year in the past. I believe one Eli Parker was named winemaker of the year when you were head winemaker out at Fest Parker uh, Winery and Vineyard. Is that correct? Now you're getting into some ancient history. Comments, <laughs> like, I, don't know. I think it was uh, maybe 2006 or something like that ish, um, and uh, that was a nice honor. I, you know, I frankly uh, um, I miss being active on the winemaking side, but you know uh, I'm thrilled to death with the job that Blair's doing and frankly he you know he deserves all the accolades that you know he's receiving at this point because the wines are solid for sure oh yeah, yeah we definitely. we love them we love them so much so speaking of that so we've just gotten through harvest time how is this year's harvest I know it was a wetter year than normal so how did that affect uh, this year's harvest what are you seeing from the grapes uh, so far this year well, I, you know what, I think from what I understand, um, it's been a good harvest, good quality. I know uh, tonnage has been an issue. There's been excess fruit uh, out there, and California is struggling a little bit with, uh, you know, and probably an oversupply situation, which maybe is a good thing for the consumer downstream a little bit. Um, but I, I know from a winemaking standpoint, everybody's thrilled to death with the quality of the wines. Um, and uh, by the way, I wouldn't... You know, uh, the guys up in the cellar that are working right now feverishly to try and get this one wrapped up, I, I'm sure they would love to hear that it's over, but <laughs> I think they have probably another another three or four weeks before they get to kind of, you know, take a little a little breather. We obviously jumped the gun a little bit on that. I thought it was a little easier than it actually is. I'm sure that is such hard work, and they do such a great job out there for sure. Yeah. Well, I just didn't want them to get the idea that they all could drop their, uh, their equipment and go home. Right done. Now, done. The, the boss answer, says so. we're good. You can go ahead and call it. <laughs> Love it. So what's your favorite, and what would we find Eli Parker drinking? You know, I get that question quite frequently, and I, you know, I don't, it depends on, you know, who I'm with and what I'm eating and what my mood is, and I just, I love, if it's a, you know, if it's a well-crafted bottle of wine, you know, I, I can appreciate whatever anybody puts on the table or whatever I decide to pick. I, I guess I do, you know, if I, ha- if somebody, you know, pressed me to say, what's, the one bottle of what's the one varietal that you can only drink from now on mm-hmm. period right i probably would have to go with syrah mm-hmm. I, that would yeah. be the one that i frankly you know wouldn't want to live without if i you know if somebody asked me that question right right very nice we love the syrah 
Yeah. Fest Parker Syrah as well. You know, interesting. Yeah, we know we're talking mostly about uh, Fest Parker Winery, but you have some other uh, wineries or at least some wines that are uh, under your umbrella as well. And that's uh, Addendum, Epiphany, and uh, we kind of broke out and you were just told us about it when we first met you in uh, 2015, and that's Festivity. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about Absolutely. about those wines? Sure. Well, you know, Epiphany now has uh, been around for nearly 20 years, if not 20 years. Um, and that program is almost exclusively, well, it is exclusively Rhone-focused. Uh, so, we, you know, we do things like Grenache and Syrah and Morved and Cinso and interesting blends uh, on the red side. And then we do some fun whites. We do with a Viognier. Uh, we do uh, Roussan, Marsan, uh, some fun white blends uh, in the Epiphany program. Uh, festivity. Um, my sister loves bubbles. <laughs> and so a few years ago, uh, we were talking about, you know, making a, a few bottles. And I said, you know, if we we're going to do it, we should actually do it and kind of do it on a regular basis. And we all fell in love with it. We've got some absolutely fantastic vineyards out in the western uh, uh, part of the Santa Rita Hills Appalachian some great Pinot Noir and Chardonnay that's really well suited to making the, the bubbles. And so we started that program, and it's it's actually really taken off. We're, we've seen some nice press, and the wines are great. Um, and frankly, I like drinking it too, to be honest with you. So <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty tasty. And Addendum is, uh, you know, it's a fun project that um, we all love good Cabernet. Um, and there are some people that are doing a pretty good job with Cabernet in Santa Barbara, but frankly, from my perspective, you know, none of the vineyards that we uh, own or farm or have under contract are particularly well suited to growing and producing Cabernet. So we just decided if we're going to do it, we're going to go right to sort of the, you know, mother of all regions, at least in uh, the northern hemisphere here or in uh, North America, and that's Napa, to buy our fruit mm -hmm. to make the addendum Cabernet. And sure. the wines are just, I mean, they'll knock your socks off. They're really good. I can't wait to try them. I, I love a good Cabernet. I, I, I love all right. Fest Parker wines. I love your, many of your Pinots, but... Ah, uh, you, you give me a good steak and a good Cabernet. I'm in, right. I'm in heaven, so I can't wait to try the addendum at some point here coming up soon. Yeah, you'll enjoy it for sure. It's good stuff. Sure. Now we really have loved being a member of the wine club. Um, but can you give us some, you know, our listeners some perspective? You know, tell a little bit about your wine club, how people can access that, and what some of the benefits are. Sure. You know, um, we have a a club now that I think the club's probably going on maybe 20 years, maybe a little bit longer, um, started off uh, fairly modestly with, you know, a, a few dozen subscribers, and it's grown nicely over the years. <clears throat> Originally, there was just one club and one offering. I think it was a, a quarterly shipment of two wines. We've really now kind of broadened that uh, out a bit to, you know, try and appeal to, to people's tastes um, you know, if you're kind of more red-focused, we can accommodate that. If you're more white-focused, we can accommodate that. So we have different tiers. Uh, it entitles you to a discount on the wines and complimentary tastings when you join uh, as a, a club member, uh, discounts on merchandise in the tasting room, uh, and frankly, uh, some nice discounts on our little inn in Los Olivos. 
uh, that can, you know, save you a few bucks if you come up to stay for the weekend. Um, and so, and there's some exciting things happening on the horizon. I can't probably divulge them right now, sure. but we're really, uh, 2020 is a year where we're really trying to sort of hone uh, our uh, sort of guest experience. And there's some exciting new programs that we're working on and um, really trying to get more integrated with all of these different labels and, and you know, it's sort of so that as a guest, when you come to visit us, you know, you really are aware of sort of uh, all of the opportunities that you can enjoy and it's sort of a mix and match thing. So right. that's the goal. Excellent. Well, I know that when we've gone out there and this we were talking about a little bit at the beginning too, is the, the feeling of home and family and welcoming is just so obvious once you get there. And, you know, that, that really speaks a lot to you and your, and your family for doing that. But I mean, you know, when we arrive, when the times we've gone there, we have just felt like, hey, we're so appreciative you're here. We want you to enjoy this. We, we really have passion for our wines, and that comes through. And it, it really is an amazing experience that, I, you know, I just can't tell enough for people to really take the time to, to visit because it is just such a warm, welcome experience. You know what? It warms my heart to hear you say that because, frankly, more than anything else, that's kind of what we're aiming to deliver. And my parents loved to entertain. Um, they were in, in the entertainment business for a number of years. Sure. And they just, uh, for them, it was, you know, whether you're at the winery or you're at the inn, it was about, you know, getting to know the people that would, you know, come right. and visit and just, you know, it was kind of like sitting in their living room to a certain extent. They wanted you to feel welcome and like the place was yours. And so uh, hopefully we're kind of carrying on in that tradition. Yeah, definitely. I think that is a very accurate description. And not just the living room, but yeah. you have that wonderful outdoor patio oh, and outdoor yes. wine bar as well. Yep. So it's it's like you're out on their patio enjoying a nice summer day out in the Santa Barbara or Santa Inez Hills as well. So uh, it's all just a really, really wonderful time for sure. Absolutely. So, and, and uh, so many times you have events going on out there. I know that we're looking forward. We just purchased our tickets. We will be out at the release day barbecue coming up in April of 2020. Yeah. And we're excited because it's been a couple of years since we've been out there. So we're looking forward to that. Do you have any other events that are coming up uh, here in the near future? Maybe that you would like to uh, share with some of our listeners? Gosh, you know, from pickup parties to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, occasional dinners that we'll host. Um, best thing uh, to do, because frankly, I can't pull them right up off the top of my brain. But if you go to uh, the Fest Parker Winery website and visit our events page, It'll outline, uh, you know, all the fun things that we have planned for 2020 and, um, you know, how to, to find out. Some of the events do sell out pretty quickly. So if it's something that you're interested in, definitely check out the website and, um, and get your name on the list quick. Right. And you were just out, uh, your, your winery was just featured at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival this year as well. Absolutely. My niece and nephew were back there pouring wines and talking about the wines. Nice. He, uh, He's uh, Spencer. Uh, he's hard to miss. I think he's about six eight or so, and <laughs> probably two hundred and thirty pounds. And I've, I, it's weird looking up to my my nephew <laughs> in the way that you know. I think it's six four. I'm. 
fairly, you know, fairly good size right. guy. He makes me feel like tiny. <laughs> tiny. <laughs> That's funny. And you guys now just started, uh, I know with the last release, the Wine Club release, uh, they started going through, I think it was your sister Ashley, her husband Tim, and Blair, the uh, winemaker, the head winemaker, uh, doing Facebook tastings of the wine, kind of explaining what was coming out in the uh, in the club uh, release. And I thought that was really fascinating. I know you have one coming up here uh, on November 7th for the, the next uh, wine club release as well. Yeah, you know what? That just kind of goes to, you know, we're trying to sort of provide a, a little more in-depth explanation of, you know, what you're going to actually receive and, you know, a little educational component to it. And uh, it's kind of fun. I mean, I, I think makes you feel like you're a little bit of a movie star for a second. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, well, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Eli Parker, uh, for joining us here on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We love your winery. We love Fest Parker Winery and Vineyards so very much, and we're glad that we had this chance to share it with our listeners. Well, I thank you for the opportunity, and I look forward to seeing you both the next time you're in Los Olivos. Yeah, we're getting ready to sing some songs, uh, <laughs> our particular song. How many verses of the Ballad of David Crockett are there? 21, 22, oh, something no. like that. And the sad, the sad thing is, at 58 years old, and as the son, I still haven't even learned the first verse <laughs> fully, so that's terrible. Well, that's you, can, confession. you can get on stage with us like we did last time. So. <laughs> yeah, come out and join us. Sing along. I just lit. Lip sync. Lip sync. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Uh, thank you, Eli. We really appreciate your time, and we hope we can get to uh, talk with you again sometime in the near future. Anytime. Thanks. Thanks to the both of you. So thanks again to Eli Parker, uh, such a wonderful guest, the co-owner and proprietor of Fest Parker Winery and Vineyard, and of course, the son of the great Disney legend, Fest Parker. Uh, wrote a really kind man, and for us to be so generous with his time is was really appreciated. Right, right Michelle? It's such an honor. You know, it was an honor to meet him. Well, we I guess we've met him a couple times now, and but to have him actually join us... Uh, it's it's been great. Yeah, uh, hopefully we can uh, keep this relationship going and and have him on again. I know we'll be up there seeing him like we discussed in the interview up at the uh, release day barbecue and uh, just just great. And uh, we can't recommend enough that uh, if you get to the Santa Barbara area and plan on doing a little wine tasting or even you just want a little piece of Disney history and just right. want to stop by, um, head over to uh, the Fest Parker uh, Parker Winery and Vineyard and uh, it's even fairly family friendly like you know i know it's wine tasting and everything but they have like we discussed this great outdoor area yeah. with an outdoor wine bar there's a little part a little grass area where the kids can run around and stuff right. and um it's really not a bad place you know for wineries considering to to bring the entire family exactly so that's it for our main topic of the week let's get to our disney stories of the week always so many disney stories we like to get to a few of our favorites every single week and this week we're going to start with the fact that disney Disney announced the dates for two guest favorite events coming to the Disneyland Resort. Ooh. Yes, this from the Disney Parks blog. Two highly anticipated events are once again returning to the Disneyland Resort in early 2020. Lunar New Year and Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. How Yay. fitting for this week. That's that the right. Food and Wine Festival is coming back because, you know, oftentimes Fest Parker Winery is focused and showcased on at the 
Food and Wine Festival at Disney California Adventure That's Park. That's right. So uh, it, it's a great chance if you never tried it to go sample it for yourself. Uh, going back to the Disney Parks blog, welcome another year of good fortune with the 24 days of Lunar New Year celebrations at Disney California Adventure Park from January 17th to February 9th. This year they're celebrating, you know? The year of the, I'm going to say horse. Close. Mouse. Oh. Just a slightly different size. <laughs> <laughs> a year of the mouse with multicultural performances, fun-filled activities, beautiful decor, delicious cuisine, and specialty merchandise. Of course, Lunar New Year is a joyous celebration for all ages to commemorate traditions of Chinese, Korean, and Vietnamese cultures, along with favorite Disney characters. That'll be nice. Uh, one of the highlights is Mulan's Lunar New Year Procession, a bright and bold performance hosted by Mulan and her faithful dragon, <laughs> Mushu. It's really beautiful how they um, really have the theming during that time of the year at Disney California Adventure. I love it. And mm -hmm. how uh, it, on It's a Small World, they also have that little area mm -hmm. uh decorated for the new year so i love that time of year it's really pretty mm -hmm. you know especially coming back from you know christmas decorations are down and you, then you have this bold beautiful decor yeah i i've loved that they've added these new events kind of in the you know the wake of the holiday right. season you know you get so through the halloween which we just wrapped up and now we're into uh the christmas the festival of the holiday season right. and they still have some stuff going on uh moving into the new year of 2020 so uh speaking of that along with the lunar new year you can taste your way through california inspired bites wine and beer at disney california adventure food and wine festival from february 28th to April 21st and you will also have the opportunity to enjoy live entertainment culinary seminars and demonstrations with a distinctly Disney twist perfectly crafted for foodies now you know about the food and wine festival that's going out on Epcot right as we speak right, right. now uh, well the Disney California Ad uh, Adventure Food and Wine Festival while not quite to that level yeah. is still an excellent uh, chance to sample lots of different right. bites, to uh, you know, try out there. They have seminars for beer tasting, wine tasting, and these different culinary demonstrations throughout those several weeks, uh, starting in February and moving on through April. Yeah, they really have a, a lot of great things, and they each year they really improve on it. Last year, I loved how they did where you could pre-purchase from other booths at mm -hmm. one booth. So you could, as you're buying your food at one, uh, food and wine maybe, at one of the booths, you could actually pay for food at other booths and just take your receipt and pick up the food already. So it, it saved you from being in multiple lines if you wanted to try diff different tastings. Because again, like you said, it's not as large as Epcot because the space is not as large. So the, the booths are a bit closer but it's still great not to have to stand in multiple lines. Yeah, especially and if there is like a certain uh, item that you like that usually has a long line. Right. Uh, you know, again, this is we're giving away a little tip here, but you can go to one of the lines that or one of the booths that has kind of a smaller line and True. still purchase that item and just walk right up to the booth and, and get that item that you want and not have to wait in the longer line. So right. just a little giveaway of a tip here early on. Uh, foodies will also appreciate the Sip and Savor Pass, which I'll be talking about a little bit later in my
my tip of the week, uh, which will be available for all guests looking to try a variety of dishes. In addition, a new line of events merchandise will be offered from festival-themed headwear and apparel to kitchen gadgets and decor. Uh, Kids can even join in on the fun with the hands-on cooking experiences with Chef Goofy. (laughs) How fun. Yeah, that's exciting. (laughs) It is. We look forward to the uh, Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival every year, and this will be exciting. And uh, I'm sure Fest Parker Winery will be right. uh, on display out there. Gogi Wines, that's where we met Kurt Russell. He, he'll That is possibly going to be uh, at having a tasting seminar as well this year. We haven't got the schedule yet, but they've done it in the past. Right. There's also the wine club, wine tasting dinners, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, definitely look at the schedule and take advantage of that time out at Disney California Adventure Park. Right. And they also usually have a representative for a tasting of Silverado wineries, mm-hmm. which is one that we plan to do in the future. Not next week. Not next week. I promise you, we're not yeah. going to do this for <laughs> several more weeks again. But yes, we will be going to that one as well. And a few other of the Disney family of wines as yes. well. So uh, moving on to the next Disney story of the week, we'll go to the Walt Disney World Resort, where uh, they also have a guest favorite event returning in 2020. Do tell. Yes. This from the Disney Parks blog again. Uh, guests love Disney villains after hours so much that next year it is coming back to Magic Kingdom Park with more nights and more wicked fun for all. Ooh. Yeah, we may have to look into this for if we're, uh, we may probably be going out there in June. Right. We may have to look into possibly booking a Disney Villains After Hours. Yeah. Night. So uh, in 2020, the event will take place on 24 select nights, February 7th through July 10th. That's 14 additional nights to what they did last year. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. Wow. Uh, Disney Villains. Vill- no. Nah. Disney Villains After Hours <laughs> is bringing back the villain-themed elements you guests have loved. Villains on Unite the Night stage show with Hades and Meg from Hercules. Meg's not a villain. <laughs> we'll set the castle stage ablaze. Maybe start up a, a to little begin bit. with. Yeah, she a little was bit. on the edge there. She's yeah. a little gray. Yeah, I get it. Uh, you can also spot Maleficent the dragon, of course. Maleficent, you know, the steampunk style dragon that's in the Festival mm-hmm. of Fantasy Parade. Right. You know, that will be making an appearance. You can dance the night away at the Cinderella Castle Forecourt four, four wow. stage. Yes. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> You're just too excited from talking to Eli. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have been sipping that wine. That's uh, true. Uh, uh, where a party DJ will be spinning some sick beats. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it sounds so corny when I say <laughs> sick beats. Uh, transforming the entire central plaza of the park into a killer club scene. This is from Disney Parks blog, just so you know why this is being read in this way. Uh, they discover surprising villain-inspired additions to Pirates of the Caribbean and Space Mountain. Wow, that'd be a theming of Space Mountain. That's interesting. Uh, eat and drink wickedly good food and beverages. And attendees can purchase exclusive merchandise. And uh, you'll enjoy, of course, low wait times at more than 25 attractions and experiences after the park closes for the day for regular guests. So Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking for tickets for Villains After Hours, uh, you can purchase them now. They are on sale now. Uh, in advance, they are $145 plus tax. Uh, if you're going to uh, purchase them on the night of if they're not sold out, which they often are, uh, that'll be $155 plus tax. However, if you're an annual pass holder or a Disney Vacation Club member, uh, you get a $30 discount. Of course, uh, like I said, tickets are uh, limited tickets are available. So you, if you're planning on doing this, you'll probably want to go ahead and book them soon. Cool. 
Yes. So that's nice. exciting stuff. We, again, may have to look into that. Villains, yeah. Villains are fun. <laughs> villains are fun. Yeah. yeah. So uh, moving on, uh, the Run Disney 2021 schedule has been released. And I have to say, we were slightly disappointed yeah. in the fact we thought sure that this year when this was going to be released that we would be getting the races back at the Disneyland Resort. Unfortunately, they came out this year and still no right. Disneyland Resort run Disney races. We'll have to wait, it looks like, for at least another year unless they're going to delay and, and, you know, spring it on us right. at some later date. But uh, right now, that's not looking like the case. But here are the dates for the 2021 uh, 2020, 2021 run Disney schedule. The Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend, which, by the way, congratulations to all you runners who just yeah, finished yay. this weekend. I hope you guys had a blast. Yeah, I saw a lot of pictures out there. and You guys look like you had a great time, and congratulations on finishing those races. Uh, they will be running uh, in 2020 from November 5th through the 8th. Uh, the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend will be January 6th through the 10th in 2021. Mm-hmm. The Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend will be February 18th through the 21st of 2021. And the Star Wars Rival Run Weekend will be April 15th through the 18th of 2021. So, you know, check your calendar and start booking your dates accordingly to which race you, weekend you want to take a part in. Right. I also noticed that they had posted uh, the international mm-hmm. races that are going on, too. So those look a lot of fun yeah. as well. Yes, they also announced. Uh, we they was sort of unofficially announced out here, but we you know if you looked around, you saw that this was coming up. Uh, but they officially announced it on the Run Disney website. The Disneyland Paris Princess Run, which will be the first ever for that one, that will be May eighth through the tenth of twenty twenty. So this year, and those, and if you're looking to go to that one, uh, packages are on sale right now for that. So if you're looking to go internationally right. and take a part in that run, you probably want to jump on that. Uh, the other Disneyland Paris run weekend which is the uh, the one that usually takes place in kind of the fall. And as a matter of fact, this will be the fifth anniversary of that wow. run. Yeah. Can you believe it's already been five years yeah. or will it be five years in uh, 2020? Uh, that'll be taking place from September 24th through the 27th. And for the uh, Run Disney Virtual Series, the Virtual 5K Series will take place from June through August of 2020. And the Star Wars Virtual Half Marathon, which is about to start for the 2020 season coming up here in January. Well, the 2021 season will also be going through January through March as well. So, nice. Yes. A lot, of, a lot of choices there. A lot of choices to get out and get active and take part in the Run Disney events, whether it's virtually or whether it's out at the sites. And I can't recommend it enough. Even right. if you're just a walker and want to try a 5K, it's such a blast. It's such an electric community. And it's it's something that, you know, you should really try. And you can walk through like the 5k or even the 10k for most of it maybe jog a little bit here and there walk briskly for the rest of it and really enjoy it and it is a good time and you know what better way to get out and be active than through disney parks yeah you get to see the parks decorated they have special um characters there for pictures if you're running fast enough and you can stop once in a while to do that but it's just like you said it's electric it's fun uh you'll you'll have a great time Mm -hmm. and we need to start we have it's been a while since we've done a run disney race we need to start booking other than the virtual ours yeah we've done the virtual ones but i mean really getting out there i want to get out there and do it again so we were hoping it'd be disneyland soon but since it's not going to be we may have to start looking into a, another walt disney world trip right. to do. darn we have to do another walt disney world trip or <sighs> paris. I guess. Or paris or paris actually we may do the paris one <laughs> that might be it it's been a while since we've been to disneyland paris right as they start making their changes out there we'd like to see those uh, coming uh moving on one last story for you i teased 
it at the open, a Disney property has become the highest grossing franchise of all time. Michelle, do you have a guess as to what Disney property is the highest grossing franchise of all time? Um, I don't know. I'm going to guess Star Wars. It is not Star Wars. Ooh. Which would, I think that most people would think, and that's what I would have thought right. as well. What is it? You also might think it's Marvel. I know, it that would not have been my Marvel, second. Uh, according to the story from Forbes.com. Uh, Disney is celebrating more than 20 years of The Lion King. Oh my gosh. By revealing numbers that confirm it as the top earning franchise in box office history. Wow. Yeah, this is again from Forbes.com. Disney confirmed that the latest reported cumulative box office of the stage version is $9.1 billion. Wow. Yes, billion dollars for the Lion King stay on stage on Broadway. Wow. And that's also includes the West End and the touring right. companies of that. So that is a big chunk of why yes. it's the highest grossing in box office history. Oh my gosh. Uh, you add the movies and the f- uh, figure reaches some 11.6 billion dollars the most ever for a stage and screen title wow that's yeah. pretty cool 11.6 billion for the lion king you know including the the, the two movies right. the, the newest live, live quote and unquote live action <laughs> and the original animated classic uh that's incredible that I mean, and is. who would have thought that i was shocked when i, when I saw the story that lion king right has made so much money but it makes sense when you think of how popular i mean it's it's become the most popular Broadway show, it's made more money than Phantom of the Opera, passed that a couple years ago to right. be you know, the highest grossing uh, Broadway show. And then you throw in, you know, I mean, the the you know live action Lion King, whether you liked it, whether you didn't like it, it made a lot of money. Right, right. And of course, the original Lion King has made a lot of money throughout the years. So right. it's really yeah. impressive. Right. I mean, if you think of not just, you know, the, the ticket sales, but people buying the Blu-rays and things mm-hmm. like that. So Yeah, I'm not sure if that was included in the... Uh, there, was, there was part of the story that I was... If you go look up the story, maybe you can read it and interpret, interpret it, it for <laughs> me because I had a little trouble figuring out if the merchandising and DVDs and stuff were put into this. I But the only thing I could tell from this was it was just the box office mm-hmm. because I wondered if like Star Wars merchandising were thrown into this or whatever, if suddenly oh, that would sure. change things right. greatly. Uh, but uh, so far that I, I don't think that was the case. Uh, I think it was, this was just box office mm-hmm. from stage and screen. Cool. Uh, so anyway, on um, the 22nd anniversary of the Lion King will take place on November 13th. And uh, since its premiere in 1997, this is the, the Broadway version, 20 Five global productions have been seen by more than 100 million people. Wow. Yeah. So cool. That is that cool. Lion King That's has made awesome. such a big impact. And right. they, some people weren't sure that the Lion King was going to work on stage when they first, yeah. you know, brought it out and decided to do this. Uh, but, you know, the master puppetry they did right. and the, the great costumes, costumes and, and desi- set yeah, designs, yeah. Um, makeup. It's just really incredible. And the, obviously it's it's become a, a fan favorite yeah. for sure. So that's and again the highest grossing franchise of all time, which wow. is incredible. That so. is cool. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation, whether it be to the parks, the resorts, run Disney. We talked a little bit about that last week. Disney Cruise Line, whatever the case may be. And we always start with Michelle. One because she's just wonderful, <laughs> fantastic, <laughs> has so much knowledge, and has. Just the cutest oh. little face that you're ever going to, you know, <laughs> come up 
and give a hug to. Oh, uh, so but she also has always the very best tips. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, you're just so kind, sweetie. Thank you. So, you know, in the past, I've talked about, you know, doing things and prepping to make sure you have the best experience at a Disney park. You know, like uh, last week we talked about, you know, if you're traveling with people who have, you know, in your family who or friends who have disabilities, how to prepare for that by getting the guidebooks and things. So mine's going to be talking about how to prep to be able to have a a smooth and non-frustrating morning when going to a Disney park. And that's really in the preparation the night before. So, you know, making sure you have your bag packed with everything you need, you know, whether you're talking about like sunscreen, autograph books, pens, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom cards, lanyards, etc. Having that set up and prepped the night before, ready to go. Um, you know, if, you've, if you're going from one day to the next, empty out what you don't need from the from that current day so that you don't have to try to mess with that in the morning um and lastly have everyone make sure they know what clothes they're going to wear and ready to go for the so that in the morning people can just start going i mean this is really especially helpful if you're going to have uh an attempt to go to rote drop or you have an early morning reservation for breakfast or or fast passes but it just that little bit of preparation the night before can really make your morning go a lot smoother, especially if you're traveling with traveling with a lot of, of people, mm-hmm. you know, and having making sure everybody is set to go the night before can really one, get you out on time the way you want to, but also reduce that frustration where you're last minute trying to go through suitcases or drawers and try to find what you're looking for. Having it ready is going to really help you in the morning. Yeah, it's never easy to get out and get to the parks, especially when they're opening up super early to get out there for rope drop or extra magic hours or whatever the case may be. Uh, But yeah, just taking some little steps the night before, you know, making sure everybody is in the loop on what the plan is for the next day, especially if you're coming from multiple, like you said, you have a large group, maybe you're in multiple hotel rooms, uh, making sure that everybody knows like, look, this is the plan for tomorrow morning. So we're going to do meet at this time. We're going to, you know, it's never easy. And especially as more people you you lasso into this group, (laughs) more things can go awry, but the more you can kind of put things in motion, the night before, right. uh, it really will help you get things going that next morning. So, of course, Michelle always has the <laughs> best tips, as I always say. And those are really important tips to try and get you going so your Disney day will be the best it possibly can be whenever you're heading out to the park. Right. So, very nice. Michelle always has the best oh, tips. Sweet. Thank you. Uh, my tip, I'm going to give us a little pre-tip for moving on to the Uh, Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. And I talked a little bit about the Sip and Savor Pass Mm -hmm. that they've had for several years now. And it is really a nice benefit. You get, you kind of pre-purchase 10 of these small plates uh, for a set price and usually it'll end up saving you money in the long run. But you have to be sure you're saving money if you're going to purchase those things. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying that if you're using one of these, the best idea to make sure you're saving money on it is to go for some of the higher priced items. If, right. you, if you, There's nothing wrong with purchasing from some of these booths, some of the lower priced items, but you may want to save that tab uh, for a higher priced item. Right. That way you're getting the benefit of more of a discount on it when you use these tabs. Right. Uh, secondly, if you're just going like, just say if it was Michelle and myself uh, going out to the 
we've discovered this from making this mistake <laughs> in the past. Uh, we, you probably only need one of those, unless you're going multiple times. If you're going to be going two, three, four times out to the uh, Food and Wine right. Festival, then go ahead and buy one of these Sipper Saver Pass for each of you. However, if you're just going out for one day, usually one is enough because there's like 10, what is it, eight or 10 tabs on right. there. Um, as much as they are small plates, they will fill you up quickly. And right. if you're trying to get filled, you know, use up all these tabs in one day, you're either eating more than you want or you're spending, you know, you're, you're going for some of the lower priced items and not getting the discount you want. So, but if, you know, if you're splitting it between two people right. or if you have a group of three, four, five, whatever, and you get a couple of them and split between you, right. you're, you're going to be able to stretch this out longer. Now, again, like I said, if you're going to show up multiple times, that's fine. Go ahead and get one for each of you because, you know, you can use three the first time, right. use four the second time, whatever the case may be, and eventually use them up. But it just, we've run into this problem where we're, you know, just trying to stuff so much food because we don't <laughs> want to, you know, end up with a tab left on our card at the end right. of the sip and saver pass uh that we've you know learned that eh, maybe one is enough for just the two of us that's a great point that is true and like you said we've made that error before and you know it is a convenience to have the tab because then you can just go you know use that in, instead of currency but you're absolutely right to make sure you're either getting a discount or at least breaking even you want to be conscientious and research what the costs of things are and kind of have a plan for what you want to use your tabs for in advance. Mm -hmm. And also take note that there's certain places in the park, and we ran into this, that they have a specialty item on the menu. And if you look at it, like let's say it's like three tacos, okay, or something like that. And it's like it's some of the, it's like at the Paradise Garden right. Grill. Uh, and you go there, and but if you and they do say you can use a tab, but if you use the tab, you get one taco. So right. be aware that it's a difference between the two plates. You can purchase it for this price, and you get three tacos. Right. Or you use the tab, and you get one taco. So when before you make that order, just know that going in. And I'm not saying that they're going to do that this year, but they have done it in the past. So just kind of giving you a forewarning on that. Right. Now that is a great distinction and important piece of information. And we only noticed that with the restaurants. Right. With the booths. It's the price in the, in the booth. They only have the small plate tasting things. But this was at the restaurant where they were allowing you to purchase a smaller tasting plate of something that they sell as a regular meal. Mm -hmm. But I will always recommend you get the Sip and Saver Pass because you do right. get a discount on the more expensive items. Actually, even on the smaller items, to a point, you get a little discount. But to actually get the best discount, uh, you you get that by purchasing the, what would end up being the most expensive items right. on per kiosk that you go to. And uh, I would recommend it. Like I said, just you know, realize how many times you're showing up and how much you're actually going to eat in one right, day. Right, exactly. You know, so. So that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we, like I said in the past, we are actually going to get to that <laughs> Disney Plus episode. We're going to be going through the things that we are most looking forward to when November 12th hits and Disney Plus will be on our screens and right. we'll be locked in our house binge watching everything on it for the next <laughs> month or so until we finally get to our Walt Disney World trip in December. Right. And we'd love to hear from you all too as to what you're most looking forward to on Disney Plus premiere November 12th. Mm -hmm. It's exciting stuff. So, uh, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the best place to find us is on HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. That's our own website. And while you're there, you know, why don't you just go ahead and sign up for the newsletter so you can find out all our interesting news that we have coming up because we 
No, we have a lot of interesting news, don't we? We, we tons, sure. tons, honey, tons. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a way to get like um, some of the things that we talk about here. So like last week with the guidebooks that we can give you links to that right away. And, you know, we've created some tools as well that we can share with you. I think the last one we did was the uh, packing list for a Disney cruise ship. Uh, so it's a way that you can also um, receive some special things from us. Right. And you'll find out, you know, interesting news for us and the collect the questions, the trivia questions. We, we send them to you first. If you're signed up for the newsletter, uh, a lot of stuff that we have going on, you will receive that information right. first before you find us on social media. And that's the other way to connect with us is on social media. We are on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us and you know suggest a topic, ask a question, just want to say hi and tell us you like the show, that's fine. You can email us at HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. And we don't want to close out the show without at least one more time reminding everybody of this week's code word. The code word is... Alamo. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So uh, thanks again for taking part in all our giveaways and our trivia contests and uh, on social media. The... Of course, the Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame nominations we have coming up here. Again, we want to hear from you for this week's nomination for the uh, Disney animated Disney or Pixar animated film we want your five favorites we're going to tabulate them all and eventually be on our Hall of Fame ballots come December yes so thank you again for everyone for listening this week yes thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast we look forward to sharing some time with you again next week until that time I'm Tom I'm Michelle and we hope that you have a magical week